2: Are there enough late-night options available for non-drinkers in Ireland? I'm asking this because the Starbucks cafe on St. Stephen's Green in Dublin, actually in the same building that the old Anglo-Irish Bank was in, um, seems to have been the only 24-7 operated cafe that we could find uh, in Ireland. Well, it's no longer a 24-hour cafe. And we want to find out, if you're a non-drinker, are there enough alternatives to uh, drinking? To the pub? Text me on 53106 at a cost of uh, 30 cent. Our reporter Aoife Kearns asked people on the streets of Dublin what they think.
0: So do you think that there should be more non-alcoholic kind of places to go at a, a certain time of the night? Do you think that there is a demand or an appetite for 24-hour cafes? Yeah, I think so. Definitely because in Dublin, people work really long shifts and long hours. And especially in the winter, it gets really cold at night. I mean, they could really use a warm drink.
2: Sometimes you just want to do something outside of your house, but it's just pubs, <laughs> and it's really cold to stay outside and the parks are closed early. I have noticed that
0: a lot of restaurants and coffee shops and just businesses in general, they close really early. Extremely early. Yeah, extremely <laughs> so early. It's so annoying. Um, I mean, we're both from Costa Rica and back home, everything closed really late, like around 8 or 9 sometimes 10. So coming here was a big shock knowing that, you know, everything closes at five and that's it.
2: In my experience, I've personally had jobs in the past where I do work at night and I'm in an urban area. And sometimes the lack of availability of caffeine can actually make work very difficult. But Alright, so uh, that was uh, they were the views of some people on the streets of uh, Dublin today and we were asking whether or not there are enough alternatives if you're a non-drinker. So that uh, 24-7 Starbucks at St Stephen's Green uh, is closed for business so there is no longer, to the best of our knowledge, a 24-7 cafe av- available unless you know different. And if you do, uh, please text us on 53106 at a cost of 30 cent and let us know where I can go for uh, a late-night cup of coffee even, 53106. You can call us on 1800, 453106. So the question we're asking is, are there enough late-night options available for uh, non-drinkers? Kathy uh, joins me on the line. And Kathy, uh, you don't uh, drink. Uh, do you get unusual comments, and can it make things awkward?
3: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Hi, Adrian. Hi, how are I you? I do all the time. Um yeah, I, 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 I don't drink. I mean, I did taste it years ago, but I uh, just never really took the the liking for it or whatever. But um, yeah, I absolutely, people look at you as if they say, God, you must be a recovering alcoholic if you don't drink. Is, is that something. the first
2: thing they assume?
3: Genuinely, people do look at you funny. They kind of go, You don't drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even tourists, because they're kind of like, Does everybody not drink or does anybody not drink? They're really surprised, yeah. But um, I think these days, because. <clears throat> We've so many different nationalities living in the city. There's probably a lot more non-drinkers. But if you say you're Irish and you don't drink, absolutely people think there's something kind of unusual about it for the most part. But um, the point is actually really good. I noticed everyone who was interviewed there, like most of them are foreign nationals living here. And they're absolutely right, because like me, if you're a non-drinker, there's nowhere to go. Um, like, I'm I'm in the tourism industry, so, you know, we have a social job by nature. So quite often it does, as I said to, you know, your researcher, it makes us very anti-social. We're quite happy talking to nobody when we're not working. But, you know, it would be lovely to have somewhere in town where you could go in, like the pubs being allowed now, maybe stay open till 6 why can't there be something like that for people who don't necessarily want to be pushing and shoving and having pints spilt all over them and that kind hmm. of stuff.
2: Yeah, because um, I can, I can remember like, um, back in the day, if you wanted to go for a bite to eat at four o'clock in the morning, Jury's Coffee Dock was open in Jury's yeah, Hotel in Balls Bridge. And you could literally yeah. go in there for a full meal at three yeah. or four in the morning. That's all gone. Yeah. There, there literally is just... nothing to do at yeah. night time if it doesn't yeah. involve drink.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like unless you and even with drink, I know maybe you're 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 chatting there with the the Virgin Mary, but like that's even the only pub kind of atmosphere. Even if you like the pub atmosphere where, you know, you you can go in and have that vibe without a drink. That is literally the only place in the city center. But I genuinely think there's a market for somewhere like the coffee dock again where it's quiet, it's warm, it's safe. It's got options for food, for drinks, for cappuccinos, whatever your preference is. That Genuinely, people could go in and say, right, um, we're guaranteed we're going to get a seat. The staff are going to be nice. The Mm. toilets are going to be clean. Uh, I think the big problem, though, to be honest with you more so, is people getting home from these places now. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's why Starbucks has decided that they're not going to open, even though they're in the plush side of town. So I think kind of the safety level uh, might go against it. But there is absolutely, without a doubt, uh, room for something new, you know, to cater for people who Mm. don't want to be in the the Temple Bar side of the madness, you know.
2: You mentioned uh, a moment ago the Virgin Mary Bar, and that is Mm. an alcohol-free bar in uh, Dublin City. And uh, Vaughn Yates is the owner of that bar, and he joins me on the line. Uh, Vaughn, obviously you b- believed there wasn't enough to do in Dublin City that didn't involve alcohol. Hence, the Virgin Mary Bar.
4: That's right, Adrian. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, we uh, we opened the bar because we really wanted to offer a venue that didn't have alcohol that people could, you know, feel safe um, and come and enjoy a really nice drink and and just not have you know the temptation of alcohol around them.
2: So. Let me find out about uh, the Virgin Mary Bar itself. I assume, as I said, it's because you opened it because you felt there wasn't enough uh, for people that didn't involve alcohol.
4: Yeah, I mean, we we now offer what's called a mood boosting menu. We launched it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and people can come and they they can drink cocktails, they can have uh, drinks in our bar that give them some of the early effects of alcohol, some of the really pleasant, uplifting. Functional effects that alcohol might give you, or or coffee might give you, you know, in terms of caffeine, and uh, and we we offer these drinks, and they give you a really nice little buzz. And people come to our bar. I mean, last Saturday it was really busy, people coming in, drinking cocktails, really enjoying themselves and uh and And staying for three or four, you know mm.
2: in fact, I can testify we met a couple of weeks ago, Vaughn, and uh, I sampled some of your uh, your cocktails, and I can tell anybody who would even be vaguely hesitant uh, they taste like any cocktail i 've ever had oh
4: thanks thanks adrian <laughs> yeah and and it 's interesting this point about coffee you know we we actually don 't serve hot coffee, we serve you know like a hot mulled wine for the winter, or we serve nitro coffee, which is uh you know, nitro based coffee, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. And the reason we didn't serve coffee was because we did, we have a cafe next door to us and we didn't want to, you know, compete with them, but actually they more or less close when we open. So maybe we, you know, we could put teas and coffees on for people if they want a good place to come to and, you know, and sit and have a drink and, and be, as you say, in a safe environment and have,
2: have a warm drink in the, in the winter. Um, It would be something that we would consider have you been surprised by uh, the success of, of uh, the Virgin Mary Bar? Uh, obviously, you had a fair idea of the amount of people who don't drink alcohol, uh, but you don't just appeal to people who don't drink alcohol.
4: No, that's right. A lot of people come in that do drink, but just, they just want to stay off the drink at that particular time. I mean, I, I remember last year we had the, uh, the 12 pubs of Christmas and, and we were included in those 12 pubs just to kind of give you know, everybody a break from, from the booze which is quite an extreme way of looking at it. But, but generally, you know, for the rest of the year, we are, uh, we are open and uh, Thursday to Saturday are nights when people want to go out. And, and, you know, they can come in and they, they do and they come in and they order, order our, our beers, our, our cocktails. We have the best selection of non-alcohol beers in the country in a venue. So it's, it's really just giving them lots of choice, you know.
2: Now, I'll let you get a little plug in. Where exactly is the Virgin Mary Bar? It's on Capel Street. We're down the far end of Capel
4: Street, away from the uh, the Liffey, and and if someone comes in this. Christmas on the 12 pubs, they get a free mood-boosting shot with every drink that they order. Oh, very good. Excellent.
2: All right, stay with me for a second if you can, please, Vaughan. Um, 1800 453 106 is our number. You can text us on 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. Is there enough to do for people who don't drink alcohol? That's one example of uh, an alcohol-free bar, and as I said, I tasted some of the cocktails a couple of weeks ago, and they are unbelievable. They really are. They're, uh, They're incredible, and you would feel, even if you you are a drinker and you just want to stay off the drink, uh, you will feel like you're uh, you're drinking. A couple of your uh, messages. Every 24-hour petrol station has a few chairs and a coffee machine, says David in Castlenock. That's not that welcoming, David, but I take your point. Although an awful lot of uh, 24-hour petrol stations, um, you have to buy whatever it is you're buying through the hatch. And you can't even go in. Um, another message says... Um, I just say I'm the non-drinking driver and my local in Doolin bring me a glass of water uh, and I also have a mocktail, says that message. Now, Lisa Curran is on the line from the Virtue Club, which is a non-alcoholic nightclub that operates uh, around uh, County Kerry. Lisa, what can you tell me about the Virtue Club?
0: So at the moment the Virtue Club isn't in a fixed venue but we are organising events all around Kerry and um, it's really really popular with people that want to have a night out meet friends and have the atmosphere of a night out but without feeling the pressure to have alcohol mixed in with that.
2: Okay, so it's a specifically non-alcoholic uh, event. You uh, travel around to different venues around Kerry. Where mm-hmm. did the idea come from in the first place?
0: Well, mainly it came from... Um, a lot of it came from my myself, my own experience. There's a lot of times there I nights nice where I didn't want to drink or... That felt like I couldn't drink because I had commitments the next day or that week and I didn't want to have my head in the days. Um, but it also came from talking to a lot of the teenagers these days. They, they're all really into, like, health and fitness. And I find, uh, now, not all, like everything else, but a lot of the teenagers these days are actually steering away from drink culture. So I thought it would be something really nice to kind of, you know encourage more of that they can still meet their friends they can still have the night out they can still go and chat up a girl or a guy and have all those experiences but drive home or you know be be mentally okay the next day and not feel that pressure in that environment
2: so it is proven very popular as i said it's it's a kind of a mobile night out in that it travels around the ca- county but you're uh, mm-hmm. setting about getting a permanent venue for the virtue club
0: yeah, so we had a permanent venue for um, just a certain amount of time. And it did work out really well, but we found that people kind of wanted to have the experience of going different places. So we had some of the same people come to different venues and they really, really enjoyed that because you could really um, tailor different themed nights or different atmospheres, depending on the venue, that were willing to take, take on the, you know, the atmosphere for one night.
2: How often do you have a night? Um, Is it once a month, once a week?
0: Um, Well, coming up to the Christmas season now, we're hoping to have maybe three or four over the Christmas season. But then in the new year, um, there's a big, big culture for um, dry January. So hopefully we might have one every second week in January, maybe more.
2: Now, if anybody wants to find out any more information about the Virtue Club in County Kerry, where do they go to find out more information?
0: Facebook and Instagram, all the good places. So it's at the Virtue Club.
2: All right, Lisa, thank you very much indeed for uh, talking to us. A lot of messages coming in on this. uh, I, sorry, there's absolutely nothing in Cork City for coffee or tea in the middle of the night. It is so disappointing. Another message said, would there be enough business to pay a cafe or restaurant to stay open all night? Also, there are uh, too many troublemakers, especially at night, and no law enforcement uh, in this country, says uh, Sinead. In answer to your question, uh, Sinead, would there be enough business? I can't see why. Um, and the example that I gave was the coffee dock in, in Jury's Hotel in Ballsbridge in Dublin, which was open for years and was always packed, even at three or four in the morning. So people made it a go to location and there was never any security issues or anything like that. Is that business still there? I don't know is the answer. Niall is on the line in uh, Lucan. Niall, what are your thoughts? Is there enough to do for non-drinkers in Dublin?
5: I suppose uh, the, the way things are at the moment, people are sort of sort of looking at it from the point of maybe there should be a sort of an, a club type of uh, you know uh, an easygoing sort of uh, a different sort of place to the regular coffee shops that are around at the moment. Maybe there should be a sort of a music type of club or make it more relaxing towards for people who may, as you say, be interested in just drinking coffee or soft drinks or whatever. Mm. But um, as you say, going back, I, I remember myself going to the coffee dock and all that type of thing. But there again, it was quite small, like the coffee dock, and compared to the size of Dublin. You know, and I know it always did very well in that. But I suppose, you, you, you know, it was it was
2: expensive enough. Like. But anyway, that's a different matter. But, it is. No, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just but an, an example of to, something that I remember. Yeah,
5: uh, I remember it too well, hmm. yeah. And, and an enjoyable place it was too. But, um,. Uh, You know, uh, as I say, I think the market dictates what people want. You know, if, if for instance, uh, uh, you know, there was that many people who were interested in, you know, having late coffee shops or whatever, I'm sure there'd be businesses there to provide them. However, I I get the impression that they they don't do it because of anti-social behaviour, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I I, I just
2: wonder, uh, uh, you know, when I see... Um, No, the shop is actually closed, closed. It's not just um, closed at night time. And that is the Starbucks that we mentioned at the start in the old Anglo-Irish building at St. Stephen's Green. Uh, They've closed for business, but it was the only 24-7 coffee shop. I wonder, were they doing business at night time up until the time that they closed the actual store?
5: To six, I'd say it'd be very
2: quiet.
5: Hmm. So maybe I'm wrong, but i get the impression it be lulls in business, you know. And then, of course, be might be okay Thursday, Friday night, you know, Saturday night, but then the rest of the week it could be very slow, you know. It's um, yeah, suppose you have to have a high penetration of people in an area.
2: I know. It's, uh, I mean, if you don't have uh, footfall in the centre of uh, Dublin city around Stephen's Green and Grafton Street, I don't know where you'd get footfall. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's all to do with antisocial behaviour. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking earlier on about whether or not there are enough late-night options available for non-drinkers in Ireland after what we reckon is the last 24-hour cafe um, in Ireland to close, and that is Starbucks at St Stephen's Green uh, in Dublin. It was the only 24-7 cafe that we're aware of, uh, and it uh, closed its doors. Um, Caroline is on the line. Caroline, what did you want to uh, add to this conversation?
1: Well, it's just that when I was at Garth Brooks' venue, that I was looking for a zero zero beer, and I checked out all the bars all along, and even security checked all the the drinks that were at the front of the of the venue. Not one of them had a zero zero beer available.
2: In and in Crow Park or outside in, the stadium?
1: In in the stadium in Crow Park, not one was supplying a zero zero beer. I was told that if I was lucky I might go across to the other side and I, I could be lucky and maybe find a zero zero beer but I checked like six to eight of the bars.
2: And not one of them. So is it that they one. is it that they don't stock zero zero beers or they'd run out of them?
1: No, they didn't they didn't stock them and the little girl, God bless her, was just being funny and basically said to me, Have a real drink or go home <laughs> <laughs> <Did you>? No, <laughs> I took it in and in, in I did not take no offence whatsoever. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, met, there was 80,000 people there and I am sure at least half of those would have drank a zero zero beer. And they lost about 40,000 customers.
2: Now, I was of the impression, and I, I could be wrong, that they do stock zero-zero beers in the bars in Croke Park. Now, I, I stand to be corrected on that, but I was of uh, the impression that they did. Now, maybe they didn't no, when, not, when didn't. Garth Brooks was, was there. That
1: was eight bars I checked, right, gone all along, checking, checking. And I eventually gave up. And when they said to me, I could be lucky, and if I went across to the other side, I might get a zero-zero a beer. I just thought, I'm not walking the whole length to go to the far side of Croke Park to get a zero-zero a, a beer if and find out maybe that it isn't there.
2: So what did you end up drinking?
1: Oh, I actually water. <laughs> That's oh. what I had, water.
2: Zero-zero water.
1: Zero-zero water. And I, I was quite happy with my water, but I would have loved to have had... Um, a Guinness or a, a regular beer or whatever. No, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm
2: not a Guinness drinker, but I believe the zero zero Guinness is 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 lovely.
1: It is. I had my first one in America a couple of weeks ago.
2: All right, very good. And <laughs> is it that you're not a drinker, or you just prefer zero zero drinks?
1: I actually prefer. I I don't mind having a drink, but to be honest, I really love the zero zero
2: beers. All right, very good. Great to talk to you, Caroline. Thanks very much indeed.